Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings has you covered with a promo this week, betting just $5 in any NFL game to win their game. If they do, you're going to get $200 in free bets when you sign up using the code PHNX. Happy National Tight Ends Day to both of you. 7 and 0. Oh. Happy and National oh. Tight End Day? Yeah. 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 If you have tight butt cheeks, that's what my that's what my that's one way to it interpret yeah. it. Like tight like, ends. She slapped me on the butt this morning when I was leaving the house. She said, "Hey, National Tight End Day, there, baby." I was like, "Oh, cool." I didn't get that. I didn't no. get that slap or that memo. Some bullshit. Did not see this coming at all. <laughs> And, National and Frank and I did not plan this out at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously the Cardinals uh, not going to overlook any opponent, but uh, that's not the case for me because I halfway as soon as I got their issues sorted out at the beginning of this one, I just sort of went on autopilot and was like, "All right, just take care of business. You got this." You know, on to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, shout out to Espo, who's the only guy that I know out there that didn't believe in the Cardinals for covering the spread. That was an easy game for the Cardinals outside of the first quarter. Um, and and I feel like they didn't come out ready to go uh, as efficiently as they should have. And it almost it almost caused a big problem when you saw Kyler get a little dinged up and he had to go to the tent. But luckily, um, everything went according to plan and they covered the spread, more than covered the spread. Um, efficient, non Non-worthy day, really, is the way I would put it. It's just nothing spectacular to talk about outside of one Mr. Zach Ertz, which I thought was pretty cool today. Welcome to Arizona, Zach Ertz. I know, right? Uh, A game that could have gone, could have got really ugly. And to me, this this is the game that is the toughest game they've faced all year. Because it was a wounded dog that came in to, came in here that you already know that wasn't a really good team. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to get up for the Rams. It's easy to get up for the 49ers. It's hard to get up for a team that you know that's struggling, that's struggling really bad, that you should dominate, that they've already put up that much points. We talk about leadership all the time, who's going to take ownership, who's going to come and argue, Cliff's on the sideline. And I think that's something where a team that's 6-0 and could have easily, if the first quarter would have kept going, the way it was looking and the players were getting dominated, like how 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 it was looking, um, this game could have got ugly pretty fast. But that's the beauty of having leadership and having better players that can go out and change the change the whole conversation of the next three quarters. And that's exactly what they was able to do. They took control of the game by the time the second quarter happened, and they just started dominating the rest of the way. Um, that's a, that's again leadership and just having better players. But Honestly, the Texans came to play. They wanted to be upset. They wanted to upset the Cardinals. They just don't have enough weapons to do that. Home game, non-division opponent, really lackluster roster on the other side. It is hard to get up for those games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether you're 6-0 or not. Like, it is just it's human hard. nature would tell you, like, well, you know, we got we should have this in the bag. Um, but luckily, you know, the, the Cardinals are good enough talent-wise to be able to overcome and kind of get themselves going um, enough to to be able to just uh, and the because emo- that takes emotional maturity too, for sure. You see what Brandon Buckingham just said. Scorigami, we were just talking yeah. about that. So <laughs> what? Is. The thirty-one to five has never been a final score in an NFL game. Ever. Correct. There you go. It's pretty crazy. That's though. a fun fact. While we're at uh, fun facts, uh, 
Zach Ertz a part of two, and he is our DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game. He had oh. three receptions for 66 yards go, and Zach a Ertz. touchdown. Where's that king of the game graphic? Where's yeah. that king of the Sleeping game graphic? Over there, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was looking at her. I was like, are you going to pull that up? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, stop bugging her. She has the graphic already. Stop. <laughs> Zach Ertz, again, three catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. That included the longest touchdown of his career. And he's also, according to the Twitter machine, uh, the first player to ever score a touchdown for two different teams in back-to-back weeks. Well, not only that, but he also um, broke his own personal record by having his longest touchdown. So I just said that. Oh, man. I go. I, I was go, distracted by I, Leah. I'm I go, sorry. I go. He I'm so scored. Sorry. I go. Damn it. He scored the Damn longest it. touchdown of his career, and it's, then also, and, you know, like, and you're like, looking, and also, I was looking for the visual cues, and you were like, "What the fuck are, what are you doing?" doing? And I was like, "Oh, this is when I knew I fucked up." I'm sorry. My bad. I should pay. I will pay attention now. When your when your own teammates don't pay any I'm attention sorry. to what you're saying, I was, it's bad. It's bad. Really, really bad. Really That's just the kind down. of day that it was. I, the I, I had t- I had trouble paying attention to the, to the game. I'll be like the first to admit it. I was like telling you, I'm like, man, I can't focus in on this game. It was just that kind of day. I learned so much about Cheers today. <laughs> it's been fascinating. It's been a fun day. It's just I didn't even know half of the stuff that went on in the game. It was just, we were just talking the whole game. Because like, oh, the yeah, thing is, is cheaters, cool. I also had an energy drink. I was like ready to be like dialed in on the game. I wasn't. <laughs> so instead, you got to hear me chat for like two hours. <laughs> I did. Good time. It was good, good time. times. Good, it was good, time. good times. Good win by the Cardinals. Um, 7-0. and Look, there's so many beautiful things right now that's happening in the Valley, um, especially when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals, what they're doing. The fan support, the what, what's happening with the organization, to have the amount of talent. This might have been the most talented roster that the Arizona Cardinals have ever produced on the football field. Kudos to Mike Bidwell, Steve Kimes, <clears throat> and just maturation of the guys. Because in true fairness, this is never it's never looked this easy with the intent to think that we just can go out and dominate a team. And I'm really, really, I know the fans, man. Y'all, y'all deserve this. Y'all, I was here. 2095 to 2002 there's a lot of tough years you guys endured and just to watch the red sea to watch how much they're supporting you know to watch the bird gang how these guys have just built this great base and how much they still love on their teams now you're getting rewarded and it's so it's special to see it because it's almost like you're waiting for something to happen bad because it has always happened and you've never really been here but i think we have just so much more talent and the team right now is so well put together with leadership and youth, and it just looks really, really good. Speaking of that fan base, we are in tune with the fan base because I saw a whole lot of signs out there that were quoting J.J. Watt. Maybe we're just better. Well, we rolled out a brand new shirt, phnxlocker.com. No, fire. (laughs) First of all, right off the bat, we dropped this at halftime. It is already one of our best sellers, period, of like ever, which is tremendous. We all saw the vi- the viral video that went out. Hit the bu- the sounder. There it is. Maybe we're just, Maybe we're just better. Maybe we're just effing better. Um, I already used my two F words for the day uh, earlier. So, um, yeah, it's it just it, this is an awesome shirt. You should go out and get it because uh, it is flying off the digital racks as we speak. That's like the quote of the century. Yeah. You know, for a team that's been getting crapped on, 
stop crapping on us, man. Stop giving us the bull, treating us like we're nobodies, and we're really we're out here just really pounding people and beating teams, really, really, really good teams. Like I, I told Saul today, man. Look, I thank God we played the Titans early because the way they're playing football right now, no one really wants to face that team, especially with Derrick Henry rolling and the defense is doing absolutely fabulous. So I'm glad exactly where we are. The teams we've actually beat it and do- beat and dominated. It's definitely showing. And, again, there's so much to say that is good about what we're doing. The crazy part about it is we're still leaving so many plays on the field. Kyler's still deciding to bounce outside of the pocket instead of stepping up in the pocket. If there was, like, one thing where it's like, what in the heck is going on? That is the part that he has to figure that out, that you don't always have to bounce outside the pocket. You can actually still step up in the pocket. So if I'm going to have a negative about the game, it was this way we started. But it's to be expected only because, you know, this team has so much more talent, they can overcome it. Well, the offensive line did struggle a little bit. Um, I think Max Garcia is still settling into that that center position. Um, At at the end of the day, I mean, just one botch snap didn't change the course of the game. And then I think Josh Jones struggled a little bit, too, that allowed some some hits on Kyler that he, you know, probably would have liked back, but... Yeah, I, going back to Frank's point and your point as well is like when we pointed it out, I we we, we watched one of um, Kyler Kyler drop back to pass and then didn't realize the the there was another rush coming from behind him and he turned right into it and got smacked onto the side of his head. Those are the things that'll get you injured because when you're least prepared to get hit, that's the one that's yeah. going to cause injury. Um, and the worst part about it was. There was an open pocket in front of him. If he would have just stepped up, he had tons of room in front of him. But for whatever reason, he's choosing to bail out backwards and that he's going to have to stop. He's going to have to stop that because if he doesn't stop that, it's going to lead to some catastrophic things down the road. And we certainly don't want that. So, um, you know, there's a lot of plays left out there, Mm -hmm. as you said, Frank. There's a lot. There's a lot of plays. Zach Ertz is going to cover up a lot of those things, which is nice. Uh, but even DeAndre Hawkins, you know, like he was open several times, wide open several times, and Kyler just couldn't find him early enough um, or couldn't make an accurate enough pass. To or get he was, ball. I mean, the credit to their defensive line. They they brought the pressure. They did. All they in all, Kyler was sacked four times for a loss of 36 yards, but he was hit like a bunch of other times. He was under pressure all game and probably – uh, a little frustrated with that too. I mean, overall it was a great game, but if there was like, it was the battle up front. That was really interesting. I, I, I'm not sure what happened with um, Cardinals offensive line um, and, and what happened with the Texans defensive line that all of a sudden shocked the world with, especially with the way that they started, but you got to give credit to them. They came to work. They said, you know, the head coach Cully is just a, he's a guy that knows how to create game plans. Even if he doesn't have all the pieces, the guys came to work today, and they knew in their mindset they were they had they don't the only way to beat the Cardinals is that you have to prove that you can get to the quarterback. And they that front four came out to us very very well. They did a lot of uh, tackle in stunts. They moved the pocket from various are, areas to try to to disrupt Kyler. They got they got they just they honestly just whooped our, t- our offensive line's ass. Honestly, they whooped our offensive lines, but the entire day. Until, but there were several plays that was made that just gave him, you know, several times they showed up to block. They did what they're supposed to do. Kyler made the right throw at the right time. And therefore, you know, we end up getting making more plays down the field. But the Titans, the, the Texans came to work today. Defensive line did at least. And look, I saw Green Bay play earlier this, today and they did the exact same thing against Washington. 
that their front four got busy. They got hungry. They got ready to go to work. And again, that was something that if that's if there's a weakness on our team right now, it's our offensive line. And again, the only reason that's why is because some of our guys are hurt. And so if they can come back, that might change the narrative. We just got a couple guys on the offensive line that's banged up. And Ronnie Hudson placed on IR. This would have been the second game that he's missed. And mm-hmm. so one more week for sure without him. But hopefully this upcoming week we'll get more of a gauge on whether or not we can expect him to return after that mm-hmm. um, or what's going on with him. But for sure they've – um, they've done Max Garcia has done well in his place, but I, I think they definitely miss their leader at that center position. Something that stood out to me, um, one, two, three, four. The Cardinals had four receivers with fifty or more receiving yards in this game. Um, spreading the wealth, and I love that. I mean, there's there really is like I think Zach Ertz was asked this question. First time he spoke with reporters earlier in the week, like, are, are there enough balls to go around? And and his response was, you know, it's that's not what's important to me. Like, I want to win a Super Bowl. But they're really, for some wild reason, there are enough balls to go around. And I love it. <clears throat> every guy, every receiver we have can create his own space. Yeah. He can create his own space. He can get open. We literally have. Five and I'm a, I'll add Chase Edmond in this pack, package that can really get open and create space versus the defender that's trying to cover him, which makes it only that much better. I will say this here: maybe Kyler, because you can't sit on the on the TV copy when we're watching it, but maybe Kyler's waiting for one guy so he can get the ball to that guy because he believes that guy can beat that guy. So maybe he's holding it a second longer because it's specifically that guy. But we see players with guys open, right? They're open all the time. Most there's somebody open on the field. But that's the part of where Kyler has to make that decision. These our receivers are so talented. I mean, like, really, really freaking talented. They do everything well in regards to being a receiver. They can get into in and out of cuts. They run they run various routes. They don't get jammed at the line. They have they have the opposing defenders afraid of us. And that's a good place to be. And again, it just through four quarters of a football out of a team that's gonna throw the ball probably about 40 times or averaging probably 40 times a game. You got to see that that there's more. You can get five to him, four to him, seven to him, and maybe count seven passes that might be that might be just missed or targets overthrown or just not not completed. But he's been pretty solid. You had a couple observations about Christian Kirk. Yeah, I did. I thought were 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 very uh, poignant, especially as you know a receiver yourself in the NFL. Um, You were talking about him kind of looking like he was hesitant to play over the middle. Because you're noticing some things that he's doing with his head. So we've we've been noticing him drop balls in the middle of the field primarily, and of course, I mean he's he's moving in different areas consistently. And I said poignantly, I think he needs to call Larry, and he needs to talk to Larry about how to literally dominate that inside slot area. I play slot most of the time. And in, in why does he call you? Well, I mean, I'm you know he he, he can holler at your boy. <laughs> What's the PHNX hotline? You used to play in the slot. Why does he call you? Why don't he you give, him, you give him your number? It's a I mean, but, call Frank. Yeah, one eight hundred call. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just think there's some things where you know that the middle of the field is not easy because you got a lot of people doing a bunch of stuff, and you have defenders that are sliding and moving and rotating, and when you na- naturally hike the ball, they're not exactly where they say they're going to be. Like the safety normally looks like a cover two. Then he's moving across the field. And he's not where he's at. Well, guess what? I've been noticing him seem like he's peaking. 
So if the ball is being thrown to me this way and Kyle is coming that way and Church is my safety, I can see him do this. And he's trying to see how to position or catch and look. And that's that's peaking. We call that peaking, which causes you to kind of get tense in the alligator arms. Mm. And sometimes you're just not flowing and catching. You never thought out of Larry because it's just, I know where you're at. I know how much time I got. And that's just where we are. We're 7-0, and but these little things start adding up when you get past these these next couple of phases. We said it before that when the season starts, the you know the bullseye, there's no bullseye on you right now. It's just a big target. And the goal is to get to the Super Bowl and try to do this. And then you realize you, 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 you're, you're starting to be freaking good. And then teams start realizing, so you, you become the bullseye of everyone's, you know, right now on, on their schedule. So they're looking at you as the one they want to knock off. Well, Christian has a couple of things he needs to figure out in that slot position. It's not an easy it's not an easy position if you're not confident in your defensive reads. And sometimes um, that's just what it looks like to me. And I hope he gets that. He'll, he'll get better, but I think he just needs to have someone tell him how to relax in that area so he'll make more of his catches. Christian Kirk was a part of a series of plays that I felt really was the turning point in this game. It started out with Byron Murphy getting a taunting call, and it allowed the... <laughs> I still am angry over that because I saw it happening. I was like, why, bro? Like, why? Yeah. Oh. It allowed the Texans to have um, a new lease on life, and they looked as though they were going to have the opportunity to score. And then Marcus Golden comes up with a strip sack, erases the mistake, says, I got you, man. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals turn around. Um, Kyler throws a bomb 41 yards to A.J. Green and then hits Christian Kirk a few plays later to score. And I felt like that was exemplary of exactly what this Cardinals team is able to do. They're able to play complimentary football. They make a mistake. All right, let's like, we're going to keep it together. They're not going to continue to shoot themselves in the foot. Um, and so they're Marcus Golden had, a, I mean, he's been playing phenomenally. Yes. Uh, love the guy. He's been great. great person. I mean, just a, a guy you want to root for. Uh, and he's a dog out there. So it was make a mistake. All right, we're going to make up for that force a turnover. And by the way, the Cardinals, um, are the they have the most um, 62 points off turnovers, which is the most in the league this season. So they hmm. are phenomenal in that regard, uh, which is why I said it's it's exemplary of the type of team that they are. But I felt like that was the turning point in the game, really. Yeah, for sure, because because you gave the the Texans a little a little lease on life, as you put it. And it, listen, it was a boneheaded mistake. There was no reason that the thing the ref is always going to call is is when you make a tackle, cool. Even if you tackle and then you get up and you kind of talk a little trash before you leave, cool. But my man made the tackle and then got up and ran over to the guy and made physical contact with his helmet, said something, and like it was a quick chirp and then ran off. And it just looks bad. The ref is going to throw that a million percent. So, hey, you know, luckily Marcus Golden, who's been bawling out of his mind the last couple of weeks, um, I think is I think he might be either he's up there near the top of the he, sack list he's, if he's not tied. For he it. he's tied uh, with, Chandler. with Chandler with five sacks. So uh, Marcus has been a little bit more consistent in the sack area than Chandler this season, considering Chandler's only had one game where he had five sacks and hasn't had anything else. So um, <laughs> it's pretty easy to see that. So um, I, I've loved everything I've seen from Chandler, or I'm sorry, Marcus and uh, and this defense. They played solid today. Uh, Davis Mills, you know, he's just another 
run-of-the-mill quarterback, really. And But uh, we don't have a run-of-the-mill quarterback coming into State Farm this Thursday. That is for damn sure. So I want to see this performance carry forward. We, we, we definitely are. Our defensive line is special. I go back and I continually watch. Like, if you're watching a defensive line and you're normally watching a guys put their hands in the ground and it just looks like there's four guys that's, li- that's lined up, well, the only person that got his hand in the ground is J.J. And everyone else is standing up and moving around. And you got guys in these three fours and walking up in the slot position. Vance Joseph is doing an excellent job of just rearranging or adding a bunch of misfits and these pieces of actual players in regards to J.J. Chandler's not there yet, but we still got guys that just – and Marcus, and then we're adding – saying Colin walks up, then then somebody else walks up, then Hicks walks up, then it's just uh, – safety walks up, Buda Baker walks up, and, they walk, and everybody's running out. It The game planning that's taking place right now is absolutely fabulous. I said it on both – And they're missing uh, pieces up front too. And, they, and the, that's the crazy Jordan part Jordan Phillips about, is up front. That's the part that's His crazy right now. His first game at State Farm Stadium since the Hale Murray. Look, this is, uh, this is pretty – this is a pretty god good team, and yes, we're just that good or better. I'm not. It's, it's, we're just that effing better. Like they just, it's 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 good to see, and I, I I'm I'm excited about where we are. Um, Vance Joseph is calling. He's game. He's game planning teams very well. Look, we thought this could have been a a, a blowout with a, a forty burger, maybe yeah. scoring forty plus points. We didn't even we didn't even run some of the receiver sets that we ran. Versus, uh, damn, Frank, who's the last thing we just played? I just forgot. The Browns? The Browns. I apologize. Did you just call me Frank? No, I just, I was, I was saying, oh, yeah, I was talking okay, to myself. I, you, I, I had a brain that fart. That would be something. My bad, folks. I had a brain <laughs> fart. But there's so many, like, we ran 12 personnel. We ran two tights to, today, which we hadn't, we didn't run versus the Browns. Of course, we didn't have wit, yeah, uh, Max. We wouldn't so have, but we yeah. wouldn't have, but, but we, that's the part, though, where we ran four receivers, three receivers. Four by one sets, three by one sets, two by two sets, two in the backfield, motion, slides. We did none of that today. And it was it looked like we tried to make it physical versus a team so we can get ready for another team that we might be physical against. You mean you talk about these games that we say, well, the the, the Texans come at a right time because we're getting ready to play Green Bay. So what kind of game plan are we going to show Green Bay? Well, we showed today, and our, our running game was absolute. They They closed out this game. Like, it was our running game that closed out this game. It wasn't our passing game. Yeah. And that's the beautiful part where you can show what we have and what kind of talent we got. This that's, is this is a really, really that's three games talented in the team. That's right. three games in a row and where the running game has just shut it down. I mean, they that's the, the beauty of it. Against the 49ers, they did the same thing. Yep. Against the Browns, they did the same thing. And this week, they've done it. Um, a tremendous job. And like you said, the Packers are coming into town. Which, by the way, with our partnership with Bird Gang Travel – Please take a look. We have this tailgate event. It is heck yeah. It is popping off already. We've sold, I mean, a lot of tickets, a lot of tickets um, for this event already. So if you want to come hang out in the in the pregame show before you go to the game, or if you just want to come to the event itself, you get beer the entire time between two and five, plus a buffet. Like it's going to be a lit. buffet. Oh yeah, a buffet. <laughs> food, food and drink. I'm coming home. Two to five. And <laughs> thirsty. Come and get yours now. The link is in the chat if you want to try and uh, secure your spot. But uh, we'll be there for the pregame show, and we will be there for the postgame show. The whole nine yards. You can come eat Frank. 
take a your, yep. your your selfie or your Snapchat with them, whatever. With you the three, with take all your of us. Snapchat with them. Yeah, whatever you got to okay. do. Look, man, you keep your snap streak. No breakfast Frank on Thursday. <laughs> no <laughs> breakfast on Thursday. Yeah, I know about that. Snap nah. streaks. You guys know about snap streaks? No. Oh yeah, oh, snap right. streaks. Oh snap. Oh okay, yeah. I I don't oh, really use okay. Snapchat anymore. Yeah, when you're like snap when like you and I have been like snapping back and forth yep. for like yeah, yep. okay. I know what that is. Like my my son had an 857 day streak, and I was like, oh my goodness. That used that used to be a thing like when I was when you would like start dating somebody, it'd be like, ooh, we're on this like twenty day streak now. <laughs> I never made it. No, to we, we days. Talking. <laughs> Oh, Leah knows. Leah knows. Two days and it was out for me. And usually the girls are like, nah, I'm I'm good. So Frank, what what you drinking? <laughs> That juice? He's got grandpa's cough medicine. Grandpa's right cough medicine right here, y'all. <laughs> After a victory, you got to celebrate some kind go. of way. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even talk about this, but Cliff Kingsbury, last minute on the sidelines. I can't, um, I just can't credit this this coaching staff enough for what they've been able to do in back-to-back games with adversity I know they keep they were downplaying it this week of like, you know, it's still Cliff's game plan. Everything's virtual. We're used to having things virtually because of because of COVID. So this isn't new to us, but I still can't tip my cap enough to Vance Joseph, to Cliff Kingsbury and to the supporting staff for what they've been able to do. It was tough. It's a tough it's a tough ordeal. But, uh, you know, and even to throw Cliff back in the fold today. You know, I I assume that they kind of relatively went with the same game plan as last week in terms of who was going to call the plays, how things were going to be managed, and then all of a sudden Cliff is ready to go, and you kind of got to go back to the old playbook of how things fall. So well, um, they knew they were planning for for both ahead of time, so they knew like there was a chance that like even up to Sunday morning, like Cliff could still come back. <laughs> so they had a plan in place, which was last week's plan. Uh, what's what is everyone no, laughing Peter, at? Peter back said, "I will never get over Frank drinking the blood of his enemies live on stream." <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Well, that needs to be a segment. Frank drinking the blood of his enemies. Apparently, this is a Game of Thrones, and uh, Khaleesi has come back to Westeros. So. Uh, there you go. I love it a lot. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my goodness. Look, that this is um a well put together staff and team across the board. Um what they're able to do, how they're able to communicate and facilitate this team. Um, it does, I mean, we're the leadership is 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 a factor. Having the star the caliber player, the caliber of players that we have is a factor. But to have your coaches be on, on one accord, that's special. Like, that's really, really special. Look, I was here with Buddy Ryan, and we our coaches was not on one accord at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was here with – they was not on one accord at all. Offense was offense. Defense was defense. Buddy Ryan was the head coach of the defense, and all he told the offense was, was make sure you don't F this game up because we'll win it. That's how Buddy thought. Make sure the offense don't f the game up because we'll win it. So, and in truth, that's and that's really what he I'm, meant by make sure Frank doesn't mess it up. No, 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 no. Frank was look. But <laughs> I had to earn Buddy's respect before he ever called me Frank. I was number eighty one for. Oh. I was eighty one from rookie camp 
mini camp through through training camp and by the time the second preseason game before he ever called me Frank before he even acknowledged my name Damn, and I was 81. his top pick so yeah cuz he just was like look that the 81's doing 81's having a decent practice 81's okay and that's what that's how it was said so I, I but once I earned his respect it was like okay Frank Oh. And he knew he had two bookends with me and Rob. And he was like, okay. And he knew that. Once he knew he had that, then the offense, we could do what we want to do. But he just told our offense, don't F it up during the game. So but this this staff we have right now is pretty it's pretty unique and special um, to be on one accord the way they are. And I'm pretty sure they're having a lot of fun. Winning is fun. Always. Like winning is fun. Like really, really fun in the NFL. Like I said, you don't feel as bad about taking dropping your kids off in the line. You don't you don't mind going to the grocery stores when you're going to your bars or your local pubberies where you go and chill at. Hey, what's happening? Hey, you don't Frank, mind being seen, yeah. No, you don't mind being seen. Hey, you know what? You walk, you take your trash to the side of the road. Your neighbors out there waiting on you. Hey, hey, Frank, how you doing? Hey, what's happening? How you doing? Great win, man. That's great. When you lose, you know who else oh doesn't doesn't uh, mind when he's can. seen. Sucks. That's uh, that's Johnny. And uh, we are seeing him right now hey, on the field out at State Farm Stadium. Hey, Johnny. Hey, what's up? Hey, Why dang, how we doing? Forced. doing? Very good. What's up, brother? How so you doing? don't even want to be oh, here with us, man. I'll do him fine. Just got done listening to head coach Cliff Kingsbury talk for the first time in public since I think was two Thursdays ago. Cheers to if you can remember. So Friday? Yeah, yeah. Two, two Fridays ago. Uh, said he was cleared this morning at 6.30 a.m., was the most disconnected he felt for a game plan coming into a week, I think even more so than last week. And I think it showed a little bit in that first quarter of today's game. No, absolutely. Johnny, from the press box view, um, I, again, one of the things that, that I'm going to continue to harp on until we see a little bit more efficiency from Kyler Murray was is just the, the amount of plays that are out there um, there was one situation, as I mentioned earlier, where he rolled out from a sack, didn't see the pressure coming up from behind him, and he got smoked. And it, and it looked like, wow, this, you know, it, it, luckily he got up from it. But you know, those are the types of hits that sometimes quarterbacks don't get up from. Um, when he had the pocket in front of him to step up into, um, that was the frustrating part. From your point of view, what are you seeing from Kyler? How did he perform today in your estimation? Yeah, his awareness was not as sharp as it has been historically this season. Now, I will say the offensive line, specifically the interior, did not have their best game. Max Garcia, the snap over the head, he was a little bit inconsistent from a pass-blocking standpoint. And then you look at right, right guard Josh Jones, I mean, his job may be in jeopardy. He's had consecutive performances where he has not played well. That interior pressure has always been more critical on Kyler Murray and his ability to make plays even more so than what he gets from edge rushers and his tackle pressure because then he can elude but today that interior pressure was prevalent especially in the first quarter the offensive line did not do a good job and I think Saul to your point that left him a little bit rattled and when he gets rattled he's more likely to make mistakes run into some sacks right he tried to take off you know more times than not when he had opportunities to throw the football downfield it almost felt like and I and I tweeted this out it felt like today he was staunchly committed on scoring a touchdown with his legs. Like, it had been so long, he wanted to go and strike that baby Yoda pose. They ran a lot of RPOs with him keeping the ball, which I thought was strange, considering that both Chase Edmonds and James Conner were super effective on the ground. The passing game, and specifically in the intermediate passing game, 
like seven on seven at times. So I think it's a combination of you know, Kyler could probably play a little bit better. His head coach was back calling plays after missing what equates to the entire week. And the offensive line against a, a defensive line for Houston that, let's face it, is relatively average, didn't play particularly well. I just, going into this game, the defense, you know, exceeded my expectations, not giving up a touchdown. The offense, to me, it's like when you're, when you're a 20-plus point favorite and you've got the Green Bay Packers who are 6-1 and one coming into your building in a mere, what, five days, that's hard not to overlook. And it felt like with the Cardinals and Murray, it took a couple quarters to get rolling. Did Cliff uh, give any more information as to what his week looked like? If it was a scramble yeah. to to you know all of a sudden he, he's going to be back on the field? Was it was it chaotic or last week it was chaotic? This week was nothing compared to it. I think last week was a little bit more normalized just because he was there with the team at the facility for eighty percent of the week. He just didn't travel with the team, right? The final preparation, he was not involved in outside of being on some Zoom calls. This week, he was absent you know, completely throughout the duration of the week. It's interesting. We asked him, what did you do? Is it true that you, you didn't watch the game last Sunday? And he said, no, I had it on GameCast, but I thought I needed to be productive while the Cardinals were in Cleveland. And he was studying game film for this weekend. He was studying the Houston Texans. So he said he's going to get right to work on Green Bay. He was dabbling Shearson most of the week on the Packers and leaving he and his staff, his staff specifically mm-hmm. at the at the team site in Tempe to focus on Houston. So Kingsbury's been trying to be proactive and, and working ahead, but you could tell he was he was exhausted just given everything. He was frustrated, uh, in good spirits. Uh, of course, with the victory, I tweeted out the Cardinal room, locker room erupted uh, after the game. And I would think that that has, by and large, the effect of Kingsbury returning. They were anxious to get their head coach back. But, no, he, he's made it clear. This week it's been really all about the Packers for him. Yeah, Marcus Golden said that he would run through a wall for Cliff Kingsbury in his postgame uh, media availability. Did anybody ask him whether it was part of, uh, of the goal was to – because we talked about it all week long – uh, and you guys talked about it this morning. Hey, uh, run run up the score here and get your starters out. You've got a short week coming. Did anybody ask Cliff if that was the goal of, of this game? No, but I, I get the sense, Cheerson, that they are respectful of all their opponents. And, you know, yeah, the Texans aren't very good. They've won one game. They've been competitive in some other games. And even today, like, that first quarter, they took it to the Cardinals. They were blitzing Kyler Murray. The defense had a couple nice series. The offense is what it is with a, you know, a third or fourth round rookie quarterback in Davis Mills. They're just, they're so limited from a personnel standpoint. I think the biggest thing was let's get a victory. Let's have it be convincing and let's move on to Green Bay. Because again, it's easy for us in the media and the public to say like, this is a win. Let's chalk it up. But I mean, Houston's got professionals on their team. Everybody's making, you know, a paycheck. Some of them big time money in the case of, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, these guys have a lot of pride. So, you know, I, I don't, I didn't, I wouldn't expect Kingsbury to address that. I think he just wants to put this last two week period behind him. And I think he's proud of the team's efforts in the short term. Anything else interesting? Did you, did you talk to anybody else other than Cliff Kingsbury? No, I rushed out here to come hang out with you guys. I know Marcus <laughs> Golden was speaking. I'm going to come and hang out with uh, Kyler Murray here in a little bit. Kyler did visit the Blue Tent twice. I thought it was interesting. Cliff Kingsbury said, was asked what his anxiety level was when he sees Kyler Murray entering the blue tent. 
And he said, I don't know, put a number on it. What's the highest it could possibly be? Basically saying that, yes, like all of us watching from the press box and at home, he too freaks out when Kyler Murray enters the blue medical tent. So by all and large, Kyler's okay. We're going to hear him talk here in a little bit. Hopkins said he's a gamer. He's fine. But I think the, the biggest takeaway for me today was the fact that the Cardinals gave up a season-high four sacks against the Houston team as a relatively marginal front. And if you're Kyler Murray, I mean, they're 7-0, and but they got 10 more games to go. The amount of hits he took to Saul's point, you just can't have that over the course of the next 10 games in route to what we hope can be a lengthy postseason run here at State Farm Stadium. So they've got to get that figured out. I, I also think Kingsbury can be a little bit better with his play calling early on in games. The Cardinals had the running game whenever they wanted it today. And it took about two to three to four drives for them to realize that. And you saw the effectiveness of James Conner and Chase Edmonds. That has to be more prevalent early in games. And what did we see last week when they jumped out to that fast start against Cleveland? You know, the audible at the line of scrimmage and Chase Edmonds taking it uphill for 40 yards on that first possession. They have to not get so pass happy. I think they can be the, the victim of their own circumstances because they are so talented, especially now with Zach Ertz, at receiver, at pass catcher, that they want to throw every down. But they've got a plus run-blocking offensive line and two really hungry, capable backs. You know, James Conner, to me, what he's brought to this team from an inside run perspective, that run where he was completely just almost untouched, busting out from the, from the line of scrimmage, getting those nasty yards on the inside, he has just been a phenomenal pickup for this team, you know, making almost the vet minimum. Steve Kimes done a phenomenal job. This is, in my opinion, the most complete offense in football going right now. James Conner already has six touchdowns on the season, which ties his total uh, of all of last season. So he's been phenomenal. Johnny, we appreciate you, and we'll we'll let you get back to talking with the guys. See you, buddy. Thanks, guys. See you, bro. Take care. There you have it. There you have it. I think he, I think he covered it all for us. Johnny, B, Johnny, B got it, man. He <laughs> knows what he's doing. The only thing Johnny didn't do, uh, which somebody was claiming that he didn't have, the t- didn't have the talent to do, but he does. Peter, uh, he didn't give a manscaped read, so you know. Oh, uh, while, while so that's here, on you. While you're here, you might as well go ahead and go to Manscaped and use their twenty percent code, which is PHNX, and and save. Uh, save free shipping. You get free shipping with any any purchase, and you can save twenty percent. Uh, they have all types of grooming products. I don't have to go into detail because it always makes Cheerson want to just leave the room. So um, yeah, they have shavers, they have lotions, they have uh, body washes. Apparently, they have a foot spray too, which okay. I thought was pretty cool. Sure, um, because their their stuff is 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 high high level. It smells good. It lasts long. And uh, and it just kind of refreshes the boys, and you want to make sure that the, the boys are always refreshed. You know what Johnny is good for? He was saying it all week long that he was going to take the Zach Ertz anytime touchdown on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mm-hmm. And there you go. He won some money. He and anybody money. who followed his cue also won some money today. I won some money because I took the Cardinals in the over. Nice. Yeah, I did. I'll put that out there. I thought oh. Zach was going to have two touchdowns. And, of course, that little fumble at the end. So if he yeah. would have got in, that would have been pretty sweet. Also, uh, Tua uh, Tungavailoa, I hate you because he threw for over 259 yards today. And had it not been for that, I would have won my five-team parlay or my five-bet my five bet parlay within the, the Falcons. Um, Falcons-Dolphins game, which would have netted me about $325. But you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> 
Here we go. <laughs> Whatever. Spoken like a true. Whatever. <laughs> well, Saul, that is true, your third you F bomb today. Yeah, he doesn't have no problem with it. He's got a couple left in his back pocket. Just like in college, <laughs> I'm good for three. <laughs> did you play college basketball? I did. I was asking you questions today. You weren't asking me, so that's you can, true. You can learn more questions. about me that is on true. the next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. If you guys are not following us on social media at PHNX underscore Sports, uh, hit the subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. And let's go ahead and throw up that T-shirt that we launched today once more. Uh, in case you weren't here with us at the beginning Beautiful. of the show, maybe we are just Beautiful. effing better. You can get that t-shirt up at phnxlocker.com. Dope shirt. Like I would wear that even if I wasn't a fan of the Cardinals. You wear that church, I know yeah. you would. I wear that shirt to church. Oh my God. He probably would. It's a great church shirt. Wear it at my wedding. What are you talking about? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that's a great slogan for the wedding. Maybe we're just fucking better. There right. Yeah, that's, well, that's a good one, man. Hello. Thank oh, you. Man. Like me, yes, wedding angel. planner, and I'll be the wedding singer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I we think need we're to done here. <laughs> I think we're done here. Uh, we will see you tomorrow.